John, Sunday ticket struggles, NBA deal talk, and I went to the Midwest to do a sports media listening tour. Well, Andrew, hopefully you missed the Jets-Giants game last weekend. Here we go. Zerline, 35-yard attempt to send the game to overtime. Kick on the way, and it is good! And we got bonus football in Jersey. One of the ugliest, best games and we're back the martian and oran sports media podcast i'm andrew martian sports media columnist for the new york post he's john oran the media reporter for the sports business journal and john good to be back andrew i kept saying you were on vacation but you weren't you weren't on vacation it was a sports media listening tour up in the uh the, the frigid north well, I was I was a college buddy tour after Slick Joe and Bob's. Uh, we went saw Monday Night Football, saw the Wild. We were in Minneapolis, so good time. Um, and then did speak to uh, some people about Valley Sports. We'll get into that a little bit later. Slick Joe is, is you call him Slick Joe? Is he the one that gave me grief about Adley Rushman? No, that was uh, that was after. But um, yeah, Slick <laughs> Joe. He's from Rochester. I uh, went to college with him. I think a college alum. Uh, but uh, yeah, we had a good time. Uh, in Minneapolis, um, the reason he got the Slick Joe nickname is because when I was in college, I liked the rapper Slick Rick. And Slick <laughs> Joe is not really that slick. And so then I started calling him Slick Joe and it stuck forever. Uh, so that's where we got to that. All right, let's do it. Who's up and who's down? Who's up? Who's down? Yeah, let's get right to the who's up, who's down. I'm going to take the first one. My who's up, I have Gary Bettman, the commissioner of the NHL. The NHL has been around for more than a century. It's, it's you know, you play hockey on ice. It's, it's hard to come up with new ideas to try to grow the sport. But last week, the NHL came up with an idea to have all 32 of its teams play on the same night. And they created a neat little marketing name around it, the Frozen Frenzy. You know, and ESPN carried a triple header. ESPN produced a whip around show. And the numbers, they were impressive enough that it's almost certain there will be many more frozen frenzies on next year's schedule. Here are a couple stats uh, that I wrote down. Leafs caps, uh, the most watched regular season game involving a Canadian team in six years. The peak audience across both ESPN and ESPN2, 918,000 viewers. Regular season numbers that NHL almost never sees in October. All told, ESPN numbers for the NHL are up 26% this season, a spectacular start, and it follows on what happened last season. Remember, that was when ESPN and the NHL did what they called the Big City Greens Classic, which directly led to the NFL copying that idea for its Toy Story game this year. So congrats to the NHL and to Gary Batman. All right, my who's up is ESPN slash ABC's Mike Breen the lead NBA voice uh, for the network who signed a four-year extension that adds on to the two years he has remaining, meaning he'll do it for the next six years. Um, and if ESPN retains the finals, that would result in him uh, doing the finals for 24 years if he completes the contract. Uh, so Breen is who's up. A lot of pressure on Breen, though. Um, when you look at it with the new crew, uh, ESPN got rid of his partners, Jeff Van Gundy and Mark Jackson. Uh, they brought in Doc Rivers and Doris Burke. The first time out, first game, you got to give them some time, but 
not that smooth um, in terms of the first game. Still got to work on it, but you, know, you, you got to give him some time. We had a lot of time until June in the finals, but some kinks to work out. And for Breen, you know, if, if it doesn't go well, people blame probably Doc and Doris. Uh, but Breen has to be the one to orchestrate and make that one work. I mean, we forget um, he was almost out of that NBA Finals chair. Now he's a, he's in the Hall of Fame, and and he deservedly so. He's excellent. Uh, but Mike Tirico was breathing down his neck a few years. You know, now now it's a long time ago uh, when he was working with UB Brown. Van Gundy came in and kind of saved Breen because he brought that humor to it. Uh, Breen can bring humor to, to, you know, he's funny. He doesn't show it as much on the national games. That's something he might have to bring to that crew, the levity, but he's my, who's up going to be doing the finals for the next six years. If ESPN keeps it, uh, but at, at, at worst, uh, he's got a contract that takes him into his late sixties. All right. I'm going to do uh, the lead off for who's down and our, who's down Andrew and our, the beginning of our pod is going to carry a theme. And the theme is uh, about the problems, inherent problems, with streaming sports, uh, I picked David Preslak because he runs Diamond Sports. Uh, but this is an issue that goes well beyond David. Monday night was a disaster for the group that runs Bally Sports uh, because the app went down nationwide. Anyone who wanted to stream games via the Bally's app was left totally frustrated. People watching on good old-fashioned TV, they didn't suffer any issues. The problem apparently was with the third-party service that prevented some people from logging in. One of the reasons I want to highlight this is that it represents really the main reason why I have been so skeptical about streaming as an answer to cord cutting. I was waiting all last season to write this story during Amazon's Thursday Night Football. I was certain that you know when you get 15 million people trying to get on the same stream, something bad was going to happen. Uh, amazingly, a season and a half in, Amazon's Thursday night football streams have been virtually flawless. But could you imagine, Andrew, just think about this. What would happen if ESPN went dark for a night or Fox or NBC or CBS? I mean, are fans' expectations really lessened to such an extent when it comes to streaming? A nationwide blackout of a streaming service? That's bad enough that if I ran a league or a conference, I would really think twice before I put all my eggs into the streaming basket. I'm going to stick with that theme. My who's down is YouTube's chief business officer, Mary Ellen Coe. Why I picked her? Because we have to do an individual. So she takes the fall because she was saying how great Sunday Ticket is doing. Well, last Sunday, it was a disaster. Um, I thought it might have just been my service, uh, but everyone was having trouble, especially uh, with... Uh, the red zone just wouldn't work. Um, a lot of pausing. Uh, YouTube acknowledged the issue. I called for them to give a rebate for the week. I emailed them on Monday. Uh, have not heard back as we're taping this uh, in terms of if they'll consider a rebate or to explain what happened. Because the reason they have to consider a rebate, in my opinion, and I get it. They probably don't want the precedent of the service not working well and then they give money back, uh, especially when... There's reports of them. They're going to lose billions on this thing, but it's expensive. This is not a cheap product. You know, you do the math and it's about $20 a week. The idea that it doesn't work flawlessly is ridiculous. And you brought up a good point with Amazon. I mean, you know, when you look at the NBA, if they want to get into business with a streamer, Amazon has not had any problems with Thursday night football. You know, there's been here or there, you hear about this or that, but in terms of overall big problems, and to me, that's really important. And, you know, we all kind of, 
bow to tech companies that they'll be able to figure it out, especially because they have so much money from Apple to YouTube to, you know, to, to all these, you know, big time companies. But it's not as easy as that. You have to actually prove it. You know, the MLS and Apple had a problem and nobody kind of it's kind of like a tree falling. Nobody heard it. But um, during one of their weeks where it was the surface was out for a while, it didn't make a big stink. But um, again, was an issue. Uh, so uh, YouTube to me gets my who's down. And so sorry, Mary Ellen Co. Never met you, but you're my who's down. Again, we come to a level of expectations, and I'm, this takes us into our first topic, which is NFL Sunday Ticket and and, and streaming. The expectations levels are, are you know, the uh, MLS game went down, and you saw some people upset about it on on social media. If this happened with traditional media, if this happened during the rise of cable TV, you wouldn't see all all these rights going to to, to cable TV, or at least you you would see it going a, a lot slower uh, than, than normal out there. Uh, I'm really surprised that they didn't uh, that YouTube TV didn't have something in place uh, in terms of rebates or or even messaging. Uh, if this happened, uh, uh, Directv had it down to you know, uh, Directv wasn't a beloved uh, service provider either, but they they had it down to a science where if 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 they had if there was a hiccup, uh, then they they would they would offer rebates or they they would have uh, the messaging getting out there almost immediately this is what went wrong and this is this is why it went wrong and i was really surprised to see all of the uh complaints about youtube all day long throughout sunday and and there was really nothing that youtube was doing to uh to counteract those messages yeah i think it might have been an overall problem with uh youtube in general but again they have not responded as of yet so this is a bigger issue that you're getting at and you know it comes into one of the other topics we have is the nba deal um and where that goes um i mean how much do you think when you look at the equation for these leagues um money is one thing of course that probably wins the day but then in terms of delivery and the amount of people and reach um you know where do you see that and where do you see do you think that google and youtube are they players when we think about the NBA? And, and you know, again, there's just one day. And the, we, before that, they'd really done well, Sunday Ticket. It's, it came out of the gate, you know, uh, pretty good. Um, but uh, but where do you, how do you look at that? As it pertains specifically to the NBA, um, and, and I think you can throw the NFL in here, and I think that we saw this also with, uh, with the, the Big Ten uh, and, and some of the bigger uh, college conferences, they still prioritize the reach that broadcast television can bring. So with, with the NBA, I, I right now in 2023, I find it unthinkable that they would take their biggest events, which would be, you know, the championship series and probably the conference final series of the playoffs and put those exclusively to a streaming service. I think that 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 would take Yeah, no chance. I think that that would take a really big leap. Could that change in five years or six years for the next NBA rights deal down mm-hmm. the road? Uh, you know, we see where the trend lines are going. They're, they're certainly headed that way. But yeah, is YouTube a player? I think they're a player if they're if they're interested in in in, uh, in getting into sports and they can carve out uh, a an NBA package. I think that they would be a player. And I think the NBA, if it's a package of games where it's almost like a test where you. You get you know like a billion dollars and and and, and yeah, you're testing it out course. there. Yeah, I think that works so long as it's not really a, a big game that audiences uh, you know want to see like the NBA Finals. Well, you had something in your newsletter. I think this is kind of another advantage. We talked about Amazon not having 
uh, issues in terms of, or major issues in terms of getting the Thursday night football on the air. Um, but another thing is, is that Amazon prime has huge reach, right? It, it, it reaches a lot of people. Now I don't know if we have the exact numbers, but I feel like they're in like the 70, 80 million range, um, in terms of how many people have it, maybe it's higher than that. Um, and so, I, I, when you talk about the ratings, I mean, you have to be able to reach people like Apple TV plus again, they don't release their exact numbers, but you know, the reports again, take these with a grain of salt because they don't release the numbers. We don't have official numbers. I think are in the 30 to 40 million range for Apple TV plus. I mean, that's not a lot of reach. Um, and so you're asking if you're the NBA and you go with Apple, you're asking to do a lot of work. Now, obviously they have a great distribution system. They're sending me notifications for all kinds of sports. I don't know how to turn that off. I'd like to turn that off, Apple. Um, you can teach me how to Thank do God that. Thank God I have that off. I don't get those notifications. I get notifications. And then it sent me the, the Celtic game, but it didn't send me to the right. I couldn't, not where it was on. It turned me to like a local RSN. I was like, no, I don't get that. But part of that story I wrote was um, the post-game show on, on a streaming service after Thursday night football. So it's a school night, a work night and it's going pushing up to midnight, they're getting close to 2 million viewers for that, which is a, a, a number that you would expect for a broadcast uh, uh, channel or, or or for ESPN, maybe even beyond that. I mean, it's- But I certain... think if you do a compelling show, and that show's pretty good, if you do a compelling show, I do think the one thing streaming really has an advantage long-term, it's really hard to turn the channel. And mm -hmm. we're all lazy. Like, I know <laughs> we don't, we're just, no, we are. I mean, it's not, you don't want to be, but- you know, if you want to watch Van Pelt on ESPN, it takes like effort at that point. You know, that's why those ratings for Van Pelt, especially like obviously he does a good job, but you know, he's helped very much by being after big events um, and being featured that way and having that lead in, which, you know, leads probably to audience, you know, trying it out and then making it a habit. Um, but so I think it does make some sense that they do well because the, the show is pretty good. Like I want to make one point about um, uh, there, there have been a lot of reports out about how much money, um, a YouTube is a YouTube TV is losing on NFL Sunday ticket. I think they have 1.5 million subscribers, and there have been a couple reports out there suggesting that they're losing close to two billion dollars uh, on, on this deal. Is that good? It's a shell game, Andrew. It okay, on how you that sounds good to me. Losing two billion <laughs> sounds bad to me, but I don't know. I'm not. I never took any finance. Look, that's quite a loss leader uh, there. They uh, did this deal in order to grow the subscriber base of YouTube TV. And so if YouTube TV ends up getting more subscribers than Dish Network, which, uh, which is, uh, uh, there's a good potential for that. All of a sudden, all of the deals that they have with Disney and with uh, Paramount and with Fox, they, they get better rates because they become a, a, a bigger yeah. virtual MVPD out there. And so the question is, how much they're gaining from doing that or how much they they have to potentially gain from doing that. And we don't know the quite the answer to that. So that big headline of, oh, they're, they're losing $2 billion on on Sunday ticket. It's not really $2 billion. Uh, at the, uh, we just don't know what that is yet. And one other topic that we had on here in terms of NFL, the ad sales, ESPN moving uh, the Monday Night Football to ABC. Um, that has kind of... Uh, made the market for ad sales, at least in-season ad sales, a little bit crowded, correct? Most of the uh, broadcast uh, broadcasters are furious. Is furious a strong enough word here, Andrew? Uh, are, 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 
irked at the uh, at the irked? NFL. I think Furious is higher than irked. But okay, okay, let's go Furious. Okay. They're they're mad at the NFL for uh, for simulcasting Monday Night Football in, on on ABC because it's on ABC. They're going. They're getting a bigger audience, and now everybody's running around trying to uh, tr- trying to sell ads in what they call the scatter market. They sell ads in the upfront market. Now this is sort of the scatter, and scatter's always been like uh, sold in the fall, and they always get a lot more money for that. But now because you have uh, NFL on a broadcast network, ABC, and you have those ratings we just talked about on on Amazon. Amazon is up like twenty percent on on Thursday Night Football so far. Uh, the, the, there's a glut in the market for uh, for impression what, what they call impressions. It's sending prices down, and every single one of the broadcast networks is lobbying the NFL, saying this simulcast on ABC it better be a one year deal. Let's move. I'm going to move a topic up in terms of where I had the rundown. Let's go to the NBA next. Uh, we had World Series, but let's go NBA because I think we're still in that theme of what we're talking about. A lot of stories now. Uh, stuff we've been talking about for a long time and now headlines uh, headlines, (laughs) a lot of stuff that we've been speaking about um kind of the same information but i kind of want to get your opinion on some things as we get into it all right we had your crystal ball which was a little bit two weeks ago it was a little bit hazy um but one like i've seen netflix be mentioned a few times um i think the nba again i don't look two things i'm gonna say I'm not saying I don't like to imply whose source, you know, people's sources are because people are 90% of the time wrong about my sources. Um, so I don't want to play that. I do think the NBA maybe wouldn't mind having the thought out there that Netflix is interested to maybe get the other mind. You can be stronger than that, Andrew. Maybe they would like mind. it, but I can't say it's them that it's saying, oh, Netflix is really interested. I right. just don't think there's really much evidence that Netflix is going to be heavily involved in the NBA. I would agree with that. If 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 we're handicapping right now, I have uh, Netflix on the outside looking in, and that's on the way outside. Yeah, and like we also know CBS, we had Sean McMahon is on. He said they're not out. in. Yeah, um, uh, Lachlan Murdoch over at Fox said not in. They're so they're out. out. So when you write stories, everyone, you could put them out because they said on the record they're out. Netflix, I wouldn't. Just for the record, just in case it ends up being Netflix, I'm not. I'm not saying Netflix is a hundred percent out. I would say I would give Netflix like a five to ten percent chance. I just think that if you look at their history, what they've said, it doesn't seem to add up. And they don't. I mean, I know they did some kind of golf tournament or something. We got they like sent out a release like live sports. It's like no, that's not live sports. Yeah, I want <laughs> to talk in shade. I want to talk in shades of gray here. CBS has said that they're out. Fox has said that they're out. Netflix has said, oh, yeah, they, 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 you know, they're, they, they'll kick the tires. They're interested in live sports. But both of us be, uh, feel like they're not a serious contender for the NBA rights this go around. OK, so we think everyone thinks ESPN is going to bring it back. You know, as we've said for a long time, fewer regular season games, uh, but want to keep the finals and the playoffs. You agree with that? Yes, I totally would agree with that. All right, and then Warner Brothers Discovery. Where do we stand on that? I think I'm I'm higher on Warner Brothers Discovery than you are, Andrew. I, I think Warner Brothers Discovery is going to keep a pretty significant package. Uh, Warner Brothers Discovery under Zaslov and Louis Silverwasser, they went through their cost cutting, and now they're going to start to spend again. And and I read that someplace. Pardon me. I read that someplace. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't. I said that same thing. He didn't even get to mention the college football. You know, I mentioned they could be in a college football. I know you say no. All right, maybe not. But yeah, they they've cut. Now they're going to spend. But you think they keep the NBA? 
Uh, I think they keep the NBA, yeah. All right. Then there's definitely going to be a third package. Uh, Adam Silver said that. Definitely going to be a digital package. No doubt about that. Um, I think Amazon's the favorite at the moment. Would you agree with that? I would agree with that. Okay. So right Where now, do- right yeah. now in November 1st of 2023, Yes, I would. Th- those are the three partners that I that I see, see the so no in. Apple. You don't think Apple's going to get in? Not if not. No, I think Apple would be fighting uh, Amazon for that package, and that doesn't really fit with it, what Apple's strategy is. I do I, think I, Apple, Eddie Q. I do believe they have some pretty strong ties with the NBA. They do, um, but they, but but uh, Apple's strategy is they want everything. They want global, and they 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 want the whole. Uh, they they just they want to do everything. Uh, just despite the MLB deal, that's sort of an outlier there. I don't see them doing an MLB type of deal with the NBA. So like, all right, so they're not going to be, so they're just like not really going to be in sports unless they get a deal with ESPN. I mean, no offense to MLS. I mean, I just. I'm, I'm going to sound like Apple PR here, my goodness. But Apple's in this for the long haul. So, they, you know, if, if they don't get a deal that they like, I mean, the one thing that has really shocked me and it's shocked the whole sports business about these streamers is that they have been totally disciplined with what they're going to pay and when they're going to pay it. They have the deepest pockets. They can afford to buy and sell like ESPN, Disney or, or Fox, but they, they are not, they are not going to overspend in order to, to really get into the, uh, get into the market and get into the well, game. They, look, Amazon wanted to own Thursday nights and they got it, but they did spend a lot more than anybody else was going to spend. They did, but there, there was nobody. I mean, I still believe if, if there was a linear network that, that wanted a Thursday night football at the price that, that Amazon was going to pay, it would have stayed with the linear. network. Yeah. I mean, but the ratings have been pretty good. All right. And then are we missing anybody? NBC. NBC. Yes. What do you think about them? I don't think NBC is going to, uh, is going to get, it. I think they're going to kick the tires. I think they're going to be, I think they are serious about it. Uh, I, th- there have been some rumors out there about NBC getting together with Turner and, and sort of fashioning some sort of package there, maybe bringing Peacock along uh, w- with that. But I, I think that NBC is going to be there till the end, but I, I do not see them getting this. Mm. They definitely want the finals on broadcast. I mean, that's so that's where NBC maybe could get in there, you know, if they could get the finals every other year. But, um, you know, Warner Brothers Discovery, they're not going to, they're, they're going to want conference finals if they're going to spend big money. So I don't know. You're right. I, that, that's going to be interesting to see, you know, if there is something with NBC or not. Wait, right. before we go to the next topic, yeah, you, you're in agreement with that. ESPN, Turner, and Amazon. Yes, I've been on that. I did a thing in my newsletter a while ago, and that's what I had. And it was kind of like my, uh, I was doing like a, like, you know, they do the, the draft next, do like draft 2.0, draft 3.0. So I'm doing that for the NBA TV deals. And so my latest one had it this way with the, these three as the uh, kind of, this is what I think. Now, look, I will say, you know, we're reporters, so things are subject to change. So it's like, this isn't set in stone. No, that's why I'm, I'm, I'm making a point of saying this is November 1st, 2023, and it could change by November 8th, 2023. Exactly. Absolutely. But this is what yeah. I think right now, but exactly. These things change and, um, you know, people have different ideas and they, and they go from there. I just want to say one more thing about this, and that's uh, they're in a, the NBA is in an exclusive negotiating window with with uh, ESPN and with Turner, and that runs through the uh, next spring. And so, you know, uh, we can hype, uh, hypothesize about what Amazon and Apple and NBC are going to do, but they can't 
actually engage the NBA with anything like serious because there is an exclusive negotiating window. So uh, when this ends in the spring is when when everything's really going to start to happen. Yeah. And we said this for a long time here and I've written it, you know, Thursday night for Amazon after NFL going right into NBA makes a lot of sense. That just makes a lot of sense to, to try to own that night and then keep owning it if you can, sports-wise, obviously. Regular season NBA is not the same as regular season football. We're going to get to the World Series in a second. I want to just hit on Apple MLS just because this is, again, same vein. A um, lot of buzz for the uh, playoffs, MLS playoffs. <laughs> I, I do think that's an issue. I, I, I do. I, it's I a, do it's think, a big issue. It's been a big issue all season, all, all season long. I, I do think. think that's a problem. I mean... Look, Messi obviously is a total win for MLS. Um, he's the best player in the world, and I'd say ever um, as well, and he's still very good. So come next year, that's going to be a big boon for them. And then there's a lot of big-time international soccer events, including the World Cup in 26 coming up. So that's momentum for, for Apple. The issue is I think they have to change. They have the games at the same time. That was a mistake. They got to change how that is because you can only it just it limits how many games you could watch. Um, and just secondly, though, maybe we're older, but like I just don't know. I feel like it's out of like it was more in the know when it was um, on ESPN um, and on. Now it's on Fox still, but like they don't they don't feature it because they're just doing like a deal where you know they took the the content. Um, Am I right with that? And again, maybe it doesn't matter if they're getting the numbers. I just think the one other thing with streaming that's very difficult is that you only are going to get your, it's hard to grow audience. It feels like to me, you know, you get your core audience, like they're getting people like they did a deal. Like to me, the messy deal is kind of like a Taylor Swift deal. It's that that Apple might've done is that it's a deal with messy, right? When messy leaves, is it still like, is MLS still appealing um, if they don't build up the league and make me care about the league and that gets into the structure of how the season goes too. It's just not as entertaining um, or competitive. It doesn't mean as much as the other leagues, like the premier league or basically all the other leagues that have relegation that makes it more like college football where every week is important um, because there's no playoffs. Uh, and so, and then champions leagues is obviously great as well for, if you want that type of playoff atmosphere. Again, I know you're not a big soccer guy, but you're, well, feeling as we get into the playoffs. I'm going to say something optimistic about okay. MLS and Apple. First of all, Apple, again, this is a long-term deal. So so getting too too focused on this season and what's happening this season, um, uh, you know, especially when we don't know what, what the numbers are. Apple's not, not, not overly forthcoming with the numbers. Yeah. But if you look internationally in Germany, the Bundesliga, they're, uh, they're about to go backwards in terms of their rights deal. In France, uh, the the French league is going to go backwards in terms of its rights deal, uh, especially domestically. You're going to have a lot of these top foreign leagues have less money. And if I look at what Apple did and what MLS did with Messi, how many other international players uh, would, would MLS be able to afford with that $250 million uh, deal that they have with Apple? That, and And knowing how invested Apple is, in terms of how they did that messy deal. I don't want to say it's a big off season for them, but but it's an off season where they can really start to make some moves, I think, in terms of uh, bringing over some players to make the quality of play a lot better, which would, uh, of course, draw audiences there. Yeah, that would be great. I, I'm rooting for that. World Series, uh, we 
you know, it did some, uh, there's a lot of previews in terms of the ratings. I was wondering at one point if they should even play the World Series because <laughs> it was Texas and Arizona, because uh, I was so worried about Fox and the executives there and everything. And, you know, is it even worth playing? I actually think if they go six or seven games, the ratings will be fine. Not great, but fine. Yeah, I, I I totally agree with that. If they if they end up going six or seven games, I think that they're, they're going to be okay. Even if it's a five game series, Andrew, like, I just feel like baseball goes through this. There's an overall story about the the baseball season, about the pitch clock, the shorter games, getting rid of the shift and and having a um you know more offense, having bigger bases and 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 and, and fewer throws to first base to encourage stealing. It's become a better game. You've seen it in attendance at the stadiums. You've seen it on television. And the fact that these two teams are in the World Series and whatever the ratings come, it's not going to diminish this as, as being a step forward for the league. No doubt about it. Now, Rob Manford, the commissioner we had on a couple of weeks ago, uh, he did an interview um, and said that you know they could maybe take over 14 more teams, games, MLB, um, which isn't a surprise to us, considering what we've talked about with Diamond Sports and Sinclair. Um, I've also got more indications that Diamond Sports, as, you, as you've said forever, is going to, they're in trouble. I mean, I mean, not that that's like, you know, that's obvious, but like, it's coming. My question to you is, do you think next year, they already have two teams they're doing. Uh, they do uh, the, what they're doing, the Diamondbacks right now and the Padres. And do you think they'll do, they'll, MLB will be in control of 14 other teams by the end of next year? By the end of next year, uh, I I would bet that they would more so than not. I, I I think that there's a really tough path for Diamond right now. They need they need to cut deals with the ML uh, MLB, NBA, NHL. They need to cut deals with Directv, Charter, and Comcast, and they need to cut deals with their own creditors. They 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 they're fighting these three different battles. If they lose any one of those everything falls apart. So it's a, it's going to be a tough road ahead for, for diamond and MLB has already shown what it wants to do and that it can produce those games. Uh, the big question just comes in terms of money and, and who's going to pay for this and, and whether these teams are prepared to get uh, less uh, revenue from their um, local media rights. And do you think that MLB, like who's a better distributor, right? The, the thing is always been, like when the NFL Network um, added, uh, you know, NFL Network came into existence. It was obvious that it seemed like they wanted to make an alternative to ESPN. Has not really worked out that way. Yeah, it's twenty years in. It made some inroads, but just feels like, you know, they put in just the minimum amount of games, and so they get the fees that they need to get from cable. And yeah, it's 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 probably nice to have, but not. They couldn't. They were trying to sell a big stake in it, and nobody really wanted it. Um, now. You know, you go to direct to consumer. In theory, the NBA, MLB, all these places, NFL with NFL Plus, they can just go direct to consumer and skip the middleman. Do you think that's where we go ultimately, or do you think the middleman stays because it's just easier just take a huge check, let them figure it out in their bundle, um, and go from there? What's your take on that? Um, I'm curious to get your take on that, Andrew. My my take is that uh, eventually. It's hard to be a media company, and it's hard to produce these games. And I think that that uh, that that's something that the NFL found out with the NFL Network, you know, which all of NFL media is still on the on, on sort of on the block. It's been been for a while, you know. They've been been trying to find a partner um, for for teams. You know, for every Yes Network, 
you have, you know, the Minnesota Twins Network, which, uh, you know, sort of never got off the ground. It's, uh, and or, you know, what the uh, Oriole Masson has been doing, like with the Nationals telecast, you know, it's it's hard to produce uh, good games and, and set up like everything from an HR department to setting up contracts for, you know, yeah, for, for, for freelancers there. Uh, and so I, I would expect at some point there is going to be a middleman that's going to come in and say, like, give me your rights. I'll be able to stream them. Uh, what's important to all these leagues is they want to be able to stream them and make them available on, on regular TV. And so you just have th those two uh, paths going forward. And I, I expect that the, the, they don't want to stay in, in this in this business. But baseball right now is trying to get as many rights as they can so that then they can sell all those rights to the. Yeah. Well, that's why I feel like we're in the nexus of where sports and, and media are going and they're pretty much intertwined. I mean, what ESPN ultimately does in terms of what their stake is, you know, do they take, um, you know, money, you know, does somebody from one of the leagues um, invest in the, you know, networks, which I don't really get fully like what's in it for the leagues um, with those deals. Um, I think, you know, and for ESPN, I can understand it. If you get, you know, if NBA has, you know, 5% equity in it, they're going to continue with you for the long term and you have that exclusive content, which is the most important thing for their survival and prosperity going for the next, you know, decades and decades is to have these games. Um, and, you know, obviously things change over time, but, um, you know, the Stephen A. Smiths and companies are fine, but it's the games that are going to sell these streaming services. So that's one I also think you could make an argument, though, if you could win distribution and, you know, I do think they would like also the opportunity to have two players, you know, mobile and digital, um, you know, that's also a way to win. It's like so it's that that, that decision and what ESPN does, it could be very vital in terms of obviously their future. That's number one, of course. But number two is like where sports are going. Andrew, I want to get to uh, your listening tour. Okay. You're, you're like a politician. This is great. Uh, I got a text from uh, Andrew Marchand at from the Minnesota Wild game, there you go. Uh, from the Minnesota Vikings game. Uh, as you went out into the heartland, what do what do you hear about uh, sports media? How do they view sports media? They all listen. They all listen. They, to, they, they, they all listen to the pod, right? They all listen to the pod. It's right, unbelievable. Right. I couldn't walk anywhere. Um, <laughs> they, they hate Valley sports. Like, nobody had anything nice to say about Valley sports. I met. What uh, did they somebody... hate about Valley sports? Well, first off. They don't like that the streaming service is $25. That's like too much. And I will say, I can't say it's the people I spoke to. Some of them use illegal streams if they have to. They do some VPN tricks. They got all kinds of things going on. Wait, are you telling me Slick Rick uses illegal stream? <laughs> no, 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 not my friends, no. All right, all right, good, 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 good. All right, lottie dottie. <laughs> um, but no, none of my friends. No, they don't do that. They, they're upstanding citizens. Of course they're, they are. They're not from the Midwest either. So yeah, they hate Valley sports. The, they don't like the idea. So like, like the message I got was, uh, if you want to charge $10 a month, people would be interested in it. You're going to charge $25, they are not interested. Um, they're still diehard fans. So that was one. The other one, I met some people from Iowa. I did a, I did a uh, tour of Target Field, which I recommend very highly. Um, if you ever go out to Minneapolis, I covered many games there uh, to find out how that was built is very fascinating. Um, and it's on a very small plot of land, how they built up. And it's, it's, it's really cool. Um, and so, but I met some people from Iowa and the blackouts. I mean, I, we know they're terrible, but like these people are diehard fans. They are season ticket holders of Vikings. Um, they come to about three or four uh, twins games a year. They can't see them. I tried, you know, I was trying to be, you know, Mr. Sunshine, as you know. Um, and 
I was telling him that, you know, I think Bally's is going to go out. Tell me if I told him the right thing. Bally's going to go out yeah. and uh, then they'll be able to stream all these games and they'll get them all, right? Will the territorial rights still be in effect after that? No, but the, the, the territorial rights are, are, are a function of the RSNs. Okay, uh, we're, so I told it, the right information. So I was yeah, Mr. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if we're paying all this money for the rights, you're not going. Nobody's going to encroach us on on, on our rights. And uh, baseball, Man, Rob Manfred has been very clear. They want to get rid of the, the the blackouts, and so it's a, it's nothing that they can snap their fingers and do. But it's it's they're in the it's in the process of happening. So yeah, so I so those are the two major takeaways. Um, and so they don't know they're nobody's going to miss ballet sports. And I do think yeah, we said this before. They, they, people want a clean, clear way to just get their games easily at a reasonable price. So, so everybody wants to write about sports media, but not everybody loves sports media. No, that's that true. That is yeah. true. I do think the price point is designed to keep people on cable. I think at twenty five dollars, it seems to me people would be willing to pay ten dollars a month. Now, is that good enough? Uh, for the leagues and the teams, uh, I don't know. But I think the other thing that is a problem. I will tell you this: if 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 they charge ten dollars a month for for a stream, every single distributor will drop that channel as quick as they can. Like go. Mm. And, and well, I will tell you this: so the problem also with streaming. We've said this a number of times, though, is that everyone making a decision. Like I have a friend who um, got the Yes Network app and then realized he wasn't watching the Yankee games, and so canceled it. Um, and so, you know, you don't make those when, traditionally with cable, you don't make those decisions. You're not watching. Okay. And I'm not watching the Yankee games, but I got all these other channels. And so when it's just the one item, that's why I think ultimately getting to our question as we wrap things up here, I do think you want to, it's going to be a bundle. So like an ESPN has a chance. Apple obviously has a chance. Amazon has a chance uh, to bundle a lot of rights. They are doing that as well. Like, you know, NBC has kind of been smart in terms of, like they don't get, they get like little pieces of everything. And so you need them, but you don't like, they don't give you everything. So it's kind of like they spend a little bit less, um, but they, they force you to have, if you like soccer, I mean that they have everything with the premier league. Um, but you know, they're just, they're not, they're not looking to get more soccer. They're like, we'll get this as many people. I think Paramount plus with the champions league. I think that was a smart one because I feel like that one, you, it's, you're going to get, it's their, their most important games. And it also touches a lot of leagues. And so you kind of need that one um, if you're a big soccer fan, you know, and your team's in there. And yeah, you can turn it on and off, but um, I think that one makes a lot of sense. I think Champions League, you know, in the long term is going to be a very, you know, CBS has it for a long time now, but um, I think that one makes a lot of sense. I think Premier League and Champions League are the two. And like you said, La Liga in Spain, um, the, you know, so those, those might not be as sought after going forward. Yeah, and just a quick point about uh, NBC. That Big Ten deal locally here in D.C., yeah, uh, whenever Maryland is fe featured exclusively on, on Peacock, all of a sudden uh, you know, all the fans hate it, but they're all subscribing now. So it's, uh, you know, yeah. it, it, it's, uh, it, it's a I win. Mean, At the end of the day, you're going to have to have that friction. It's not really fair to the fans. And I think uh, the points that have been made that, pe you know, people shouldn't be paying twice for the same stuff. That's kind of ridiculous. Right. Um, you sound like Rob Thune here. <laughs> thinking that and also by the way thank you as we put thank you rob thune um for uh for doing the pod it was excellent uh last week i enjoyed listening to that um i didn't give it a review but maybe i should yeah you know, oh, come on I, i'm expecting a five clicker review here i should i'd say well it's better I, I would probably say it's better than the guy that usually is there 
Um, <laughs> that'd probably be the thing. Anyway, uh, that's gonna do it for this week. Want to thank Master of the Board, Chris Mason, who does all the great drops and and uh, puts it all together. And EC Wyatt, who oversees everything. Uh, so if you like, review, um, and subscribe, we appreciate it. Thanks for listening, everyone. The media reporter, for, ah, out of focus. All right, let me do this again. Three. <laughs> what are the, the media. The, yeah, I had it right. The media yeah, reporter. Yeah, you, 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 you take a week off. And, I know, you lose it. Is it true that if you don't use it, you lose it? I know. Oh, God. I'll carry, I'll carry us this week. All right, okay? I need it. All right.